Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to our Sabbath Sunday online digital service only. Just a reminder, we are not meeting tonight in person, but we invite you back to join us starting the new year. Uh, you had just celebrated Christmas. We've done that together. I'm reminded of 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 9, that says this, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. And so we're delighted uh, just to have celebrated Christmas and to enjoy the, the, the truth of the one God uh, who sent his son on behalf of his love for you and his love for me. And so as a church, we celebrate that. And today, as you're enjoying some time with family and friends, as you're tuning in here uh, to the service, uh, Lyle's got a message uh, that he's preached here. Our worship team's put together some worship for us, and we're just enjoying a digital service and enjoying some time together. So if you're new, uh, we would love to invite you to come back and join us January 2nd as we launch a brand new series uh, and looking into this new world into this new year uh, together. Uh, we'd love to invite you to be a part of that. If you are new uh, and watching this, we would love to connect with you. We can do that through uh, through our app. If you want to download our app for free, Elements City Church in the App Store, uh, you can download that. There's a connection card there, or you could text the word hello to our phone number, 520-340-6868, and uh, we can get in touch that way. It'll take you a couple of quick texts to fill that out, and our team will be able to follow up with you and uh, and help you find your fit uh, around here at Elements. So again, we're delighted to have you with us here digitally online. We pray that this has been a wonderful Christmas for you. Uh, if this has been one of those seasons where it's been uh, a struggle, uh, just know we've been praying for you and we continue to pray for you as we go into this new year. And so tonight, Sit back, enjoy with your family, with friends, uh, tune in at any point, and uh, we pray that this service would be a blessing to you. And so, again, we're glad to have you here and grateful uh, for you being a part of the Elements family. And so, sit back, let's worship together.
our redemption. So we just lift you up as King, as King Jesus. We love you, Lord. Would you just continue to speak to us as we look into your word. Open our hearts to receive the message that it is that you have for us. I pray it all in Jesus' name. Well, welcome, and thanks for joining us today on our Sabbath Sunday. I hope that you were blessed uh, by that time of worship. I know it was a blessing to me uh, when we got together as our worship team and production team to, to record that and put that together when we celebrated Christmas together a, a week ago. Um, but one of the cool things about these Sabbath Sunday services is the fact that we get to come into your home that since this is an online-only service, uh, for once you're not coming to us, for once we're coming to you. And so thank you for inviting us into your home. Uh, we hope that you're blessed uh, by what uh, you experienced today. And, and most of all, I hope that the presence of God would find you where you're at right now in this moment uh, as we uh, continue to worship God uh, through his word. Uh, if you're new to Elements or you've been coming uh, for a short amount of time, uh, my name is Lyle and I'm the associate pastor here. I've been coming to Elements since 2009 and uh, I've been leading our worship team that entire time. Uh, but last year was when I finally came on staff full time as the associate pastor and in addition to overseeing our worship and production teams, now I also get to oversee our discipleship initiatives and I get to lead our college uh, Bible study that meets on Tuesday nights. Uh, but as, as we wrap up 2021 and look ahead to 2022, uh, this is the time of year that people uh, make their resolutions. They look ahead to the, the year that's uh, about to hit us and, and they set some goals. Uh, we set some resolutions and we usually reflect on the year before and, and see what things we've learned, what things took place in our lives and how can we use those things to help us moving forward. And I think that's healthy for us to do the same thing collectively as a church. Uh, kind of within our staff, Jack has said that 2021, uh, he wanted to be the year of stabilization. That after all of the, the chaos and the craziness of 2020, uh, culturally, uh, and even as a church, there's a lot of change, uh, that we needed a year where we could just kind of stabilize and create some healthy rhythms and some healthy foundations that we can build from. And I really feel that this has been a year that we've been able to do that in many ways. We didn't get that perfect. We didn't get that uh, exactly right the way that we would want to. Uh, but we're already having conversations about how we can shore that up moving forward into 2022. Uh, and so we, we really, as we look back on what God has done uh, in our church over this year, I think it's important that we book in the year uh, by, by looking at the way we started the year. Uh, at the beginning of the year, Jack brought to us uh, a new vision as a church. He felt that in the, the spring and summer of 2020 that God spoke so clearly to him uh, to simplify our church vision into three words, that if we could be a church that reaches people and also reaches up to God, if we can be a church that equips uh, those who are a part of the church to better follow after Jesus, and if we can be a church that sends people out to be active agents 
uh, into their sphere of influence to help build the kingdom of God, that we're gonna accomplish what it is uh, God has called our church to do. And so that's our vision, just succinctly put, it's to reach, equip, and ascend. And we started the year by talking about discipleship because ultimately we believe discipleship is the vehicle that will allow us to accomplish all three of those things. Uh, and so uh, we talk about discipleship. I think it's important to define what a disciple is. Uh, and so we've come up with this definition of a disciple. We say a disciple is someone who knows and follows Jesus, is becoming like Jesus, and is committed to the mission of Jesus. And if you look at uh, the, the vision, the reach, equip, sent, uh, if you know and follow after Jesus, you've got a heart that's already reaching up to God. You've got a heart that's reaching up to him in wonder and in worship. You can't uh, worship someone that you don't know. And so if you know Jesus, man, you can't help but to reach up. Uh, if you're becoming like Jesus, that's the aspect of being equipped or equipping others as well. And if you're committed to the mission of Jesus, Jesus himself said he came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus recognized that he was sent to this earth with a purpose. And so he came to accomplish that purpose. We too, we've been sent uh, to, to go into the uh, areas where we get to influence others with the hope and the light of Jesus. And we wanna bring that into the relationships that we have so that we can invite people into that uh, life-giving and life-changing relationship with Jesus. And ultimately, I believe this is true, that the strength and the happiness of a man is to, to find the direction that, that Jesus is going and to say, I'm going that way too. And that's what we wanna do as we go into 2022, is we wanna realign ourselves to say, what direction is Jesus going? Because that's where we wanna go. That's what we wanna do. And so uh, we're gonna look at a couple of uh, sayings of Jesus, uh, if you will, some calls that Jesus gave to his followers. Uh, and all of us are on a journey, every single one of us on a spiritual journey, uh, whether we're just kind of investigating Jesus or whether we've laid down our life uh, to, to follow after Jesus. Um, we're all somewhere on that spectrum. And I, I think that we're gonna see those phases in action here as we look uh, at God's word together, uh, as we look in the gospels at some of these things that Jesus said. And my hope is that as you reflect back on 2021 and kind of take stock of where you're at today, right now, uh, that you'll be able to identify with one of these uh, areas and just to see like, that's where I'm at. And then to hear, okay, then what, what are the next steps? How do I get to this next level of what it is to follow after Jesus? Um, so if you'll join me in the, the book of John, uh, we're gonna be in John chapter one to begin with, starting in verse 35. Uh, I'm gonna be reading out of the ESV. John 1:35 uh, says this, it says, the next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, behold, the lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you'll see. So they came and saw where he was staying and he stayed with them that day for it was about the 10th hour. I love uh, this, this story here uh, because we don't get all of the, the details necessarily, but we, we get enough to get a picture here that John the Baptist, this, this man that many uh, held to be a prophet, was talking about this one who was to come after him that was greater than him. And so he's got his own followers. And in this moment where he's got the followers with him, he sees Jesus walking and he, he says, behold, the lamb of God. And it says that immediately several of his followers uh, left John to go follow after this lamb of God, who we know to be Jesus. And so they're following after him uh, and, and Jesus takes note of that. And so he turns around and asks them, uh, what, what is it that you're looking for? And I love their response that uh, they're, they're like, uh, where are you staying? Jesus, right? Like, I, I don't think that that's probably what they meant to ask. I don't think that that was the... Uh, the true intention of, of how they wanted that conversation to go. Uh, if we're being honest, they probably were, were curious about who this Jesus uh, was. And so they're kind of following after him to get an idea of, of what he's doing, what he's about. Uh, and they're not expecting him to take note of them, but he does. 
And he turns around and says, what are you looking for? And, and instead of having a, a good thing ready to go, they just kind of blurt the first thing out that comes to mind. And so they're like, where are you staying? Because I, I doubt they wanted to know, hey, where, where are you staying at? Oh, the South Side? Yeah, there's uh, good, good prices out there right now. Yeah, education system's lovely, good parks. Yeah, it's a great place to raise a family. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they were caught off guard. And so they just blurt, where are you staying? Just kind of pops out. But notice Jesus's response to them. He's kind to them. He's kind to the clueless. Uh, and he just says, come and see. Come and see where I'm staying. And they do. They go with him. And it even says that when they get to, to where Jesus was staying, that it was late. And so they, they actually stay with him that evening, that night. And they get to spend time uh, with Jesus. And so if that's you, maybe you've felt clueless before. Maybe you're new to this whole church thing and uh, you've just got some spiritual questions that you're wanting to figure out, uh, does this life have meaning? Does this life have significance? And you've heard people talk about the difference Jesus has made in their life and you're hoping uh, maybe you can catch a glimpse of that as well. And I've got great news for you. Uh, Jesus is so gentle and so kind uh, to those who wanna just kind of seek him out and see what he's about that you don't have to know all the churchy language. You may watch us sing these songs and lift our hands in worship uh, when we sing these songs to Jesus. And you may find that weird and that's okay. It is kind of weird if you think about it. And yet for us, uh, Jesus has made such a difference in our lives that we're gonna do that, that we, we delight to do that. It brings us joy to do that. And so if you're just investigating all this stuff, welcome. Thanks for trusting us enough to investigate this uh, alongside us as we live this out together. And as you go into this next year, uh, that's my challenge to you. Continue uh, to just kind of follow after Jesus and, and see uh, what he does. Just investigate him, explore him. The best way I know to do that uh, is to, to get into the Bible and to read the gospels. Uh, we talk about the gospels. It's the four books at the beginning of the New Testament, the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these books, they're written by men who either walked with Jesus and spent significant time with him, or they're written by men uh, who are literally writing down the stories of those who did that themselves. Uh, it's a great place to begin, to see the words of Jesus, to get to understand the heart of Jesus. And I would also challenge you to do that in community. Do that with other people. Continue to come be a part of Elements and, and come with your questions. Ask us your questions. Uh, investigate what Jesus is about. Uh, because I have a feeling that as you see what Jesus is about, that there's gonna be something attractive to that. There's gonna be something uh, that, that seems to bring some fulfillment and that will bring you some joy. Uh, and we wanna help you uncover uh, the best way to do that as you follow after him and as you kind of seek him out. Uh, the next passage I want us to look at is in the book of Mark chapter one. Starting in verse 14, uh, it says this, uh, that after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Verse 16, passing alongside the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea for their fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and they followed him. I love that story that uh, the first call we see uh, is to those who are kind of uh, following behind Jesus and they're, they're keeping their distance on purpose at first. They just kind of want to see uh, what he's doing and what he's about. But here we see Jesus is now on a mission. Jesus is seeking out some individuals proactively. And so he goes directly to Simon and Andrew and he gives them this call. He says, follow me. But notice uh, that the call to follow Jesus, when he says to follow me, uh, it's not a call to morality. He's not saying, follow me, and I will make you to smoke less, to drink less, to cuss less, to not watch uh, you know, shows on Netflix that maybe as Christians uh, you shouldn't be watching. It's not a call to morality. He says, follow me, and I'll teach you to become fishers of men. It's an interesting kind of phrase, uh, but what he's ultimately saying is, follow me and I'll show you what it is uh, to, to help other people see what it is to follow after me. 
And, and ultimately what Jesus is, is saying here, if you look at uh, the Greek, uh, the original language that these passages were written in, a lot of times when Jesus is saying to follow me, it's a word that also means abide. And so you get this Greek word meno uh, that, that, that's translated as abide, but the, a good translation of it is you stay right here, right next to me. When Jesus is saying, follow me, what he's saying is, I want you here with me, right next to me. It's no longer just to, to see what I do, but now it's, I want you to do the things that I do with me as I do them. So that now you're not just observing from a distance. You get to observe up close and Jesus gets to unpack the meaning of all of that with his followers as they do the things that he's doing himself. You see, uh, the call to, to follow with Jesus, uh, it's not a call um, to, to live an isolated life. It's a call to be in community, not just with the Savior, but ultimately, if all of us as followers of Christ take this to heart, that means that we all put ourselves right next to Jesus. And so as we walk with Jesus, we're not making that journey alone. We're doing that in a community with other people who are pursuing Jesus as well. And so uh, for those of you who you're at that come and see phase, uh, maybe the next step is to get to this follow me phase where you say, I'm gonna start to live life in community with those who are following after Jesus already. And I'm gonna start to, to see the things that Jesus is doing and I'm gonna start to challenge myself to do some of the things that Jesus and his followers are doing. Because here's what uh, we get out of all of that. Uh, what we get uh, is access. And that might be simplistic, follow me, you get access because you're right next to Jesus, that should be obvious. But, but what I mean by access is this, Mark 4 verses 33 and 34 says this, it says, with many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them. The them here is the crowds that Jesus is teaching to, to a lot of people. There are these huge multitudes that are gathering to listen to his words. And so as Jesus is speaking to them, he's speaking to them in stories. Uh, but verse 34 says this, he did not speak to them, the crowds, without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. You see, the access that we get when we're close to God is, is we get understanding, that we get this uh, time where, where Jesus begins to unpack what he means and he explains it to the disciples so that they have an understanding that other people don't get. And that's why Jesus said in Luke 10, 23, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. He's talking to the disciples, letting them know that you're blessed, that you've got something other people are envious of because you're getting to see things that they only get to dream about. And so when we commit ourselves to following Jesus, we get to see things that others don't normally get to see. We get this access where we, we start to get understanding of what what the words of Jesus really mean. And that's the beauty of, of walking this out in community with other people, is the, the fact of the matter is, there's some sayings in scripture and in the Bible that, that are confusing. There's some sayings that are hard, uh, that are difficult to actually live out. Uh, and so th there's things that we're gonna come across when we look at the Bible that will challenge us, especially if we look at it in isolation. But when we look at it with a community of believers, what we find is uh, there's people who help us to better understand not just what it's saying, uh, but help us better understand how we can live it out. And so uh, that's my challenge to you. If you're at this follow me phase uh, where Jesus has given you this call to follow after him, have you said yes to doing that in community with other uh, believers? Or is this a journey that you're trying to take on your own? looking forward into 2022, my challenge to you is uh, that you would commit yourself uh, to investigating Jesus with a community of believers, uh, that you would maybe uh, look into being a part of one of our, our e-group, small groups, or, or maybe being a part of one of our discipleship groups uh, where you can uh, live this out with uh, a couple of other Christians or a smaller group of Christians uh, or, or even those who maybe don't claim to be Christians yet but want to understand what it is that Jesus uh, said and what it is that Jesus is asking his followers to do. And so if uh, that's you and you're at the follow me phase and you're looking for the next step, 
uh, I think it's this. Uh, We're going to go to Mark chapter 8, and I'm going to be reading verses 27 through 33. And kind of as we get to Mark chapter 8, I want to give you a little bit of context here. Uh, Because Jesus is with his disciples, and they're outside the village of Caesarea Philippi. And so uh, the disciples, they've been walking with Jesus for about a year now. That uh, for a year, Jesus, uh, the, the only call he really gave to them was, come and see who I am and what I'm about and follow me. That's really all he's done, is just to ask them to do that. He wanted their proximity. That proximity was Jesus's priority. He was basically saying, I want you here with me, next to me, doing the things that I do. And so uh, as the disciples were doing that, they get to this moment where they're uh, at, the, at Caesarea Philippi. Uh, and on the way, Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist. And others say, Elijah. And others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, but you, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. Verse 31, and he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, for you were not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Kind of an interesting passage that here's Jesus with the, the disciples, they're all gathered around. Uh, and maybe uh, thinking back in, in your life, uh, you've heard kind of the phrase DTR. Uh, any person who's uh, around my age, if you uh, went to college or, or got out of high school in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, we had this, this saying, uh, DTR. It meant define the relationship. And so maybe uh, a guy was kind of spending a lot of time with a, a female friend and uh, there, there would usually come a point where there's kind of some of that tension in a, in a friendship that's kind of budding because, uh, you know, as, as you're spending that time together, uh, people start to kind of talk like, oh man, look, you're spending all your time with that girl. And uh, they start to kind of rib uh, each other and, and, and give this person a hard time for that. Uh, but, but sometimes those relationships get a little bit awkward. And, and the reason usually was, was because nobody had that, that DTR that those two people needed to define what this relationship was. Uh, and so uh, in a moment like that, when you have that DTR, uh, the question that's being asked is, who am I to you? And that's what Jesus is doing here. He spent a year with the disciples. They've, they've seen him doing what he does. And Jesus is now saying, who am I to you? And he kind of starts it by, by saying, hey, who do the people say that I am? Uh, he wants to know, what are the crowds saying? What are you hearing said about me? And he, he asked that question to set this up to say, but you, who do you say that I am? And so if you've been investigating Jesus for a while, if you've been kind of following after him and kind of seeing what he's about, this next step is for you, that Jesus is saying, who do you say that I am? And I want you to notice Peter's response. Peter says, you're the Christ, And he just responds with that. He's confident, you're the Christ. You're the one that God was said to come. And Jesus uh, strictly charges them in that moment. That's good. It's good that you see that, but you keep that one close to the chest. But right away, what do we see? We see that Jesus begins to teach them that he's gonna suffer, that he's gonna be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and he's gonna be killed. And after three days, rise again. And it says this, and he said this plainly. You see, with greater intimacy comes uh, greater revelation. That's a a beautiful thing to see right there, that uh, the more we commit ourselves to following after Jesus, as we increase our level of commitment, we increase the intimacy that we get to have with that person. And as we increase that intimacy, that person then begins to reveal to us the treasures of their heart. If you've been in any sort of a dating relationship, but particularly those of you who are married and you've got a spouse, you understand this principle that with greater commitment comes greater intimacy. And that once you get that greater level of intimacy, there's a deeper level of vulnerability and a deeper level of self-revelation that will take place. 
and you see that Peter's confessed Jesus is the Christ and Jesus just begins to open up and tell them things plainly that he hasn't said before. And so if you're looking for that next step with Christ, if he's asking you, who do you say that I am? When you are willing to say you're Lord, that you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're the one uh, that, was, that we were told was to come to set everything right. When you uh, make that confession, you're gonna start to get a greater level of intimacy with Christ. And as you get that greater intimacy, you're gonna find greater revelation. And you look what Jesus says to how he, he uh, tells them that this is what I'm here to do, that I'm gonna do these things. Uh, now the disciples get to, to understand what Jesus' purpose on earth was, what his mission was. And so for those of us who've made that confession, we have to understand the mission of Christ. We have to understand what Jesus came to do because that's ultimately what he's calling us to do. And so if you're looking for next steps, if that's where you're at, uh, I would invite you to see the things that Jesus did and do them now. That it, it's time to create space in your life and in your schedule uh, so that you can begin to do the things of Jesus that you can begin uh, to lay down some of your time so that you can serve others in the way that Jesus served others. Uh, you look at the way that Jesus lived on mission to bring uh, his message to people, to share the gospel and proclaim the gospel and, and see how are you doing in your relationships with people? Uh, are you proclaiming the gospel yourself? Are you bringing that uh, into your friendships and into the relationships that you have? sharing with them the joy of what Jesus has done in your life and the changes that he's making in you as you continue to submit yourself to him. Uh, but uh, there's kind of a deeper uh, level to all of this, that uh, kind of the final call here, if you will, uh, we see as this passage in Mark 8 wraps itself up. So Peter confesses Jesus is the Christ. Jesus begins to tell him what his mission is here on earth. Uh, but he says this in verse 34, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. And this is probably the hardest saying of all. And so here's the disclaimer. If you're kind of identifying in those first two phases. If you're in the come and see stage or if you're just in the follow me stage, this one you get to kind of look in on, you get to see uh, kind of what may be to come in your life if you kind of progress through these steps. But for those of us who are committed Christians and committed followers of Jesus, and we say that we've been doing this for any period of time, uh, this, this is for you, this is for me. Uh, and this is the hardest one of all. Jesus is literally saying, you need to start to die to yourself. You need to lay down your own life and stop seeing your life as your own to live. You need to stop seeing every decision that you make as your own decision to make. And from now on, you need to start making the decisions that I want you to make. You need to start living your life the way that I want you to live it. And Jesus gives us this kind of promise here that anyone who, who wishes to save his life of his own doing and of his own accord, he's gonna lose it. And yet, uh, in, in a, almost what seems like a backwards dichotomy, but for those of us who follow Jesus long enough, we know that this is true, that those who lose their life for Jesus' sake, they'll save it. They're gonna find it. Because we know that John 15 tells us, Jesus says that if you wanna live the abundant life, if you wanna get the most out of life, you live it by following after Jesus. You live it by being right here next to him. You live it by abiding. And so uh, for those of us who are at this final stage, that's the question, have you died to self? Because I, I have a suspicion that if you're anything like me, that the, the reality is there's just aspects of life that it's, it's so easy for us to begin to kind of start to make our own decisions once again and to start to live it all under our own power once again. And we start to find ourselves uh, taking a few steps away uh, from Jesus. And maybe it's not that we do it intentionally. Maybe it's just we get so busy with life that we're so distracted by other things that Jesus continues to move on ahead. And we find that we're no longer right here next to him. We find that we've fallen behind. Or maybe we find that we've just kind of veered off the path to the side. But I'm here to tell you, um, you're never too far gone. There's never a moment 
uh, that you can't look up and, and find where Jesus is and just rejoin him in that place. And so moving into 2022, if this is you, that you've made this declaration that Jesus is Lord, the question for you is, are you continuing to die to self on a daily basis? And how can you uh, better lay down your life and, and every aspect of your life to submit it to the Lordship of Jesus? And what I mean by that is this, like, are you allowing Jesus to dictate uh, what you're doing with your time? Are you committing yourself to do the things that he did? Are you committing yourself to live the way he wants you to live? Because ultimately what you kind of see as you look at all four of these aspects is you can't do any of these outside of community. You just can't do it. The truth is none of us were called to be disciples in a vacuum. You weren't uh, made into a disciple so that you could just kind of reach that end goal of being a disciple and now that's it, you're done. And you've got nothing else you have to worry about. You just kind of live life doing whatever you do because you've already achieved uh, you know, this specific uh, thing. No, the call to discipleship, it's a lifelong commitment. It's something that we do uh, consistently and continually while we're here on this earth, why? because we were made disciples to go make disciples. So really what we are is we're disciple makers, that we choose to live life in community to help other people see what it is to live life in community. And so for those of you who, who have died to self and you're continuing that, that journey, my challenge to you for 2022 is this, are you finding people around you that you can pour into that you can take the things that you've learned, the knowledge that you've learned, the wisdom that you've learned over the years in following Jesus and using that to help equip other people to do that better. That's why we're made into disciples. You see, our salvation isn't just for ourselves. Our salvation uh, and our discipleship was meant to be a blessing to others, to those who are around us. And so if Element City Church is gonna be all that she's meant to be, if she's gonna accomplish the mission that Jesus has put before us to reach, to equip, and to send, I hope you see that discipleship is the vehicle that's gonna enable us to do that. Because as we live this life in community and we help each other understand what it is to follow Jesus, to know Jesus, to become like Jesus, to be committed to the mission of Jesus, as we do that, we're all gonna get stronger together. And I really believe that the best is yet to come for our church uh, because this is still a new thing for us. And so you're gonna hear Jack, you're gonna hear me parrot on about this over and over again for the next several years because we've just gotta get this ingrained into all of us that if we're gonna be all we're meant to be as a church, we're gonna have to commit ourselves to living this life out together in discipleship, to make disciples together who are able to make disciples. And I promise you, it's gonna be worth it. That's why Jesus said what he said there, that whoever loses his life for my sake, he's gonna find it. We want you to find life. If you're looking to see what the abundant life is all about, if you're looking to find a true and a lasting joy, you're gonna find it as you live it out in community with other believers who are committed to following after Jesus. And as you make this declaration that Jesus is Lord of your life and you commit yourself to doing the same. Let's pray. Father, I just, I wanna thank you for all that you've done in our church this year. It's been truly a year of stability, a year of stabilizing as we've seen our church just establish some healthy rhythms and some healthy routines together. And I pray that you would just continue, Father, to help build the foundations that we need to have so that we can be a healthy church. And Jesus, I, I pray that as we all reflect on this uh, message and reflect on what you say in your word, that you would help us to identify what stage we're at in this process and to see what the next call is that you're putting on our lives. God, would you give us the courage uh, to, to take that next step in our journey and our relationship with you, uh, whatever that may be, and just give us wisdom to seek out the people that we need to seek out 
uh, so that we can uh, do that with the right people. We can do that with those who will help hold us accountable in a loving way, in a gentle way, that we can do that with the people uh, who have the knowledge and the experience that we need to gain so that we can learn from them what it is to learn from you. So Father, I just pray your blessing uh, over uh, all of us as a church. Pray that uh, you would refresh us and renew us as we head into the new year. Uh, that we would all get to find some time uh, of rest and some relaxation uh, before we get back to it uh, to begin 2022. We love you, Jesus. We pray this all in your holy, your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, just a couple of things as we wrap up. Uh, We wanna invite you to join us again next week as we begin meeting in person again. So January 2nd, 2022, we'll be back uh, in-house at Emmanuel Baptist Church at 5 p.m. So we invite you to join us. We're gonna be starting a new sermon series uh, on what it is to create a Tove culture. Uh, And you may be like, what is Tove? What does that mean? Don't worry, we're gonna talk all about that. But ultimately what that means is we wanna create a culture of goodness a culture uh, as a church uh, that's a healthy culture. And so we're gonna look at that through the month of January. Jack's gonna be kicking us off in the building with that. Uh, Also, we know that uh, at the end of the year, that's the the time that some people look at their finances and realize that they've got a little bit extra to give. And so for those of you who have already made uh, those end of the year contributions to us as a church, we just wanna say thank you. Uh, What a blessing it is and what a privilege it is that you're trusting us with your finances And uh, the reality is uh, we get to do the ministry that we get to do as a church because of your generosity. And so thank you for that. Uh, Most of our people, if you're looking to give, they give online. Uh, We've got our church app that allows you to to give. There's a tab in the bottom right corner that says give, where you can go there to to give those uh, end of the year gifts if you would like to, or you can even set up recurring gifts if you wanna make tithing something that's uh, more regularly a part of your life in 2022. but for those of you who, who have been giving and have so faithfully helped finance this church, thank you so much uh, for doing that. Uh, we, we're so appreciative of that. Uh, and then lastly, I just wanna challenge you, as we begin 2022, we're also gonna be looking at forming some new e-groups and forming some new discipleship groups. And so uh, e-groups, that's kind of our larger small group format. Um, We've got multiple groups that meet throughout the week. We've got a college group that meets on Tuesday nights. We've got kind of a young professionals group for those who are uh, 25 and older. Uh, They get together on Wednesday nights. We've got many other e-groups that meet throughout the week. Uh, But we also have these, these smaller groups that are a little bit more intimate that we call discipleship groups. And so these are a commitment, we're not gonna lie to you. If you wanna go deeper in your relationship with Christ and what it is he's calling you to do, this is the best way to do it. Uh, but it will require some sacrifice. And so there's a book that we go through and we get you into a group of about three to four people to go through that book together. Uh, And it's usually anywhere from about eight months to 12 months. Uh, But what you'll find is you develop some really great relationships with those people uh, and just a beautiful uh, environment to get some vulnerability, uh, but a, a great environment to get some understanding. And so if that's what you're looking for, uh, you can sign up for our discipleship groups. Uh, We're gonna have a sign-up sheet starting next week uh, in the foyer where you can uh, put your name down. We're gonna be looking to get those groups started uh, no later than February. Uh, And to go with all that, maybe uh, for you, one of the things God's calling you to for your next step is to to lead one of those e-groups or to lead one of those discipleship groups. Um, If that's you, if you're wondering what that might look like, we're gonna get our different uh, small group leaders together for a a training on Saturday morning, January, uh, was that January 8th at 10 a.m. We're gonna meet at the church. Uh, We're gonna provide a brunch. Uh, So if you're interested in that, you can email me. Uh, My email address is lyle at elementscitychurch.org. Uh, or uh, you can text uh, into the church phone number 520-340-6868 and just text in that you're interested in that small group leaders meeting uh, and we'll get you some more information about that as well. Uh, But again, thanks for joining us. Uh, We pray that you would be blessed and we just pray uh, that God's presence would go before you and would surround you as you head into the new year. We hope you have a happy new year. We look forward to seeing you soon. We love you all. Take care.